What's up, y'all? Welcome to another episode of Worldly Church Girl. It's your girl, your host, Lillian Harshaw. On today's show, I have the phenomenal motivational speaker, the self-proclaimed, self-sabotaged slayer, life coach, Meg Church Smithson. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm so glad that you are here and thank you again for accepting my invitation. I really appreciate it. I want to somewhat dive into it, not completely dive into it. Um, You dealt with like eating disorders, um, anxiety, self-doubt, and heartache. Mm -hmm. And you use those things that happen in your life in order to help people. And you stated that you were trying to fit the perfect life. Tell me what you meant by that. It basically, it had to look all shiny on the outside, but deep down, the more that I tried to perfect everything and tried to do what everybody else, like the world wanted me to do, the worse off I got. So it was always like, I felt like I had to prove myself to go and do more schooling or to get more educated or to find the guy or um, do business or just whatever it was, looks, all of that seemed to be the chase. And it was exhausting. The more that I did, the, the worse off I got. And so that's when I started realizing it was a, a more of a mental brain faith type of mm-hmm. thing versus just chasing the next thing. Was the pressure... Was you putting it more on yourself or were people actually putting the pressure on you? It was more me. That's something I've had to look at a little bit because I grew up um, in a house that both parents that were definitely hardworking people that gave back to the community that were entrepreneurs. And they, I think they did expect a lot. I know they expected a lot from me, but it was never so hardcore pressure like some people do it was more I kept putting it on myself mm-hmm. um it's something I'm still kind of trying to figure out like where did that happen because I don't want to do that <laughs> I did. um but it just I felt like something I'm uncovering a little bit more is I felt like in order to be loved or to fully be accepted I had to work towards that or mm-hmm. I had to prove that I was lovable and truly that's not what God made us to be. So, right now, are you the only child? No, no. How many siblings do you have? Two. One is 16 months younger than me. And the other one was killed in a car train accident when I was oh. a freshman in college. So that was, oh, a big, I'm sorry. that was a big thing that I kind of had to go through. Yeah. I'm sorry to hear that. How did your family get through that? It was hard. It definitely like, you know, I think sometimes people hear like, oh, you grew up in a household with both parents, you know, they were married, um, all these different things, but they don't always see the other things that could happen. Like, oh, death can really change your whole dynamic of your family. And um, I don't know, during like, since this is the worldly, um, godly podcast, mm-hmm. I kind of went away from God for a little bit around that time frame because I was mad at him. I was like, why, why would you do this to my family? Mm-hmm. So I was kind of going not I don't think I totally turned my back on it but I definitely wasn't where I'm at now with my relationship with him because of, of just the anger <laughs> and frustration right. and sadness and how could you do this to me kind right. of so 
God knew. Yeah. And and that's the whole part. I mean, the best part of God's grace and mercy. We can go through those states and he'll just be like, you know, bless our heart, bless his heart and let us have our, our time and then reel us back in. Like, come here, come here, girl. You're off. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you are right. <laughs> you know? You said that self self sabotage was one was the drug that kept your addiction for perfection alive. Mm -hmm. Now, what did you mean by that? So basically, I define self sabotage as like here is the thing that you want, and here's where you are. Self sabotage is standing in the way. So any way that I could get in between me and whatever I wanted, I would do it. Um, you know, in some forms for me, I never really had uh, an addiction like to alcohol or drugs or anything like that. But I definitely had the eating pattern disorders, body dysmorphia, um, binging, starving, just like very distorted ways with food at one point mm -hmm. in my life, it was like 10 years ago. Um, but then I noticed as I healed from that, it would follow me in different ways. It would follow me in relationships it would follow me in business it would follow me like anytime like like for example anytime i would get up and get ready to speak or to coach it would be behind me like are you sure you're capable of this are you sure you know enough are you sure mm -hmm. that you have what it takes so it was always questioning myself and throwing doubt in the mix so that became a form of self-sabotage and now i can recognize it and be like uh-uh <laughs> we don't have time for this or I have people that are in my corner that I can reach out and, and talk about that with if it's starting to come like hardcore. Now, you just made a good point that everything that you de dealt with then is still something that you constantly have to work on. Yeah. And I think a lot of people feel like that, you know, whatever emotional, mental ailment, you know, that you mm -hmm. deal with that once you're done with it, you're done with it. and people should just understand that, you know, you should get over it and that's it. Yep. It's, and then that's not the case. Yeah, no, it's, it's, that's why I like to say, I help people get out of their own way because there's always different ways that we're going to be in our own way. Like our brains mm -hmm. are very powerful and they, like you can start to think one way and then it's going to produce a feeling, then it's going to produce your actions and then it's going to produce your results. Even if you're not intentionally wanting that result because you have a thought. And so our brain's always looking for evidence to back that up. And so having either a coach or having, uh, you know, someone that you love and that loves you to actually talk about that with, or just friends that kind of know and recognize when something's going on that you trust in order to share it with them is something that's been really helpful. Um, for me also journaling or just writing it out is really, really helpful. Um, Mm -hmm. just like putting a name to it be like I used to I used to call out like if I was struggling with something I would call it out by a name just so that you're bringing it to light so you're not letting it impact you and like dictate that's right. smart that's smart taking the way is power yeah you're bringing that yeah. into the light because that's what that's what to me self-sabotage a lot of times is rooted in what I found it's more shame-based mm -hmm. and shame grows in isolation. So when you are struggling with something and you keep it in the dark, it's just going to keep multiplying kind of like the gremlins back in the day. Like it's just going to keep right. getting, getting bigger when it's introduced to the light. So we just watched gremlins not too long ago again. So that's why. <laughs> <laughs> so it's right there. <laughs> it's right there. Yeah. 
Yep. Let's talk about shame base because I know we kind of tiptoed on it a little bit that we yeah. want to talk about it. Why is it that we, and I'm probably guilty of it too, are so quick to be so mindful of what, what we think other people are going to think about us all the time. So we back away or get shameful of our past and and always have put our past right in front of us, almost like, like armor, if you will, yeah. to protect us from what we can be or what we could be. Why? Why do you feel? Why do you think we always do that? Because we're like we as humans are programmed to like it's like back in the day of the tribes, like you want to be connected. We're we're made for connection, and so the thought of being rejected or made fun of or, or something is like throwing you outside of the tribe. And mm -hmm. so the thought of having to do that is so like, can be so intense and you're going to have so much shame around it. Or maybe it's going to bring you back. Like you said, to something from your past, maybe you were in first grade. Like for example, for me, I peed my pants in first grade and I had mm -hmm. shame around it for a while. So if someone would have seen that and picked on me, I could have had shame about going out in public or, you know, if I did pee my pants as an adult, I might revert back and think about that. Right. And so we do, we think about things where maybe we got shamed before, maybe we got rejected or we felt like we didn't do what the people around us wanted to do. And so mm -hmm. that's building evidence for some of the things that we don't really want to have happen again. We don't want to be thrown out of the tribe. So we hold back and we worry too much about what other people are thinking versus just being true. So instead of just being true to yourself, you conform and be what you think everybody wants you to be and end up being completely miserable. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and for real, I feel like there's so many, I mean, that's, if you really look at so many struggles out there and why we don't try certain things is because of that. It's really rooted in what will someone think? Even if you think you're like, I like to think of myself as a recovering people pleaser because it was like deep hardcore i was like the chameleon that could adapt to whatever and be that person that used to be my sale tactic i, I yeah. that was so when i used to go to interviews i yeah. would tell them that i i'm a chameleon and i can conform to whoever walks in the door i'm just put a professional spin on it yeah and it worked every time and but i but it was true to life too mm -hmm. i mean i and and it's a horrible existence it's a horrible existence. And, and, and I, I didn't mean to cut you off, but you know, I, I read, I mean, like I said, I trolled you, so <laughs> I know what you went through. So yeah. when you came to the re realization of who you are, that's when everything starts falling into place for you. Yeah. So I can relate to that. And it's, it's so funny too, because it's not funny, but funny now but when, yeah. when you think about being true to yourself like for for one example for me and i know that you're probably like this too because if not you wouldn't have a podcast but mm -hmm. um i don't know if you ever had to hold back some of your drive and some of your passion for what you truly love to do and fear what other people who are not passionate and who are not driven are going to think of you um and for a long time i did that i played small and i was miserable and I felt mm -hmm. like there was something still inside of me that needed to get out. And I let other people's thoughts, opinions, what I should and shouldn't be doing, lead my life. And again, I was miserable. So when I started to break free from some of that, which was really hard, 
it was kind of like you're like an animal that's uncaged and you're like where do i go i've been <laughs> like i don't know where to go i don't know if that's it at all if you can relate to that or not oh absolutely 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 oh it's terrifying it's absolutely terrifying but in a good way at the same yeah. time though because it's i mean at the same time like an animal that's free and you just like i don't know where to go so you just take off running and it's a freedom to that running at the mm -hmm. same time. Mm -hmm. So no, I get it. And and speaking of that, you actually did one thing that I don't know too many women will be brave enough to do. Yeah. Wedding paid in full. Yeah. And you said, absolutely not. This is not who I am. This is not what I need. This is not who I want to be. Deuces. I'm out. Yeah, that was probably one of the, that was, that was the day I grew a pair of kahunas. <laughs> <laughs> that was really scary, really scary, but it, it was almost like a ripple effect in my life. Now, mm -hmm. those were some ugly years. I'm just going to put this up there because my, if my mom watches this, she'll be like, like, it yeah, was, tell the truth, tell the yeah, whole truth. <laughs> it, it was not my finest hour, um, right. years, but I, yeah, I called a wedding off that was fully paid for two months prior. Um, just a lot of realizations. I didn't really know who I was. I didn't know what I wanted out of life. There were some distractions in my life too. Um, and I kind of bit the bait on some distractions. And then, uh, I don't know, like I, he was a great guy and I know that he is married now. So that's great. But mm -hmm. Yeah, I just, I, I think it's so important to figure out who you are, what you want, what you don't want, and to really not be living out of that chameleon life. Because if you're a chameleon and they're a chameleon and you get together and then you both take yeah. off the mask, like what's going to happen? Mm -hmm. And so, I have a whole bunch of fake babies now. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So that's kind of one of those things. But then that stemmed a whole other journey. I was going to be a dentist, called that off. And I just went on this whole exploration, kind of like eat, pray, love, but mm -hmm. in my own way, I guess. And right. went back to school, dated a lot, tried to figure out who I was, healed, mm -hmm. did a lot of stuff. But it was good. It was, that yeah, was, it was great. great. Well, it was painful too. It's not all mm -hmm. rainbows, but it was, it was good. But let's talk about the silver lining. You did find your best friend. Yeah. Your, your husband. Well, what's crazy. So I had said to you, I was like, if you want to bring this up. It, oh, I was going to. <laughs> it all goes into this. So Derek, who is now my husband, mm -hmm. and I met in 2006, and he knew we were best friends then. We met in a restaurant when we were working <laughs> in college and he like knew that I probably shouldn't be getting married. And um, when I did call the wedding off, like, I always had this crush on him, but he was kind of like a celebrity to me. Like there's no way this is ever going to happen. I had really low self-esteem. Um, he used to call me the ugly duckling because he's like, you don't realize how beautiful you are. At first I thought like, what is he called Yeah, rude. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, but then we tried dating shortly, I don't know, a few months after I called the wedding off and mm -hmm. I was hot mess Meg then. And he mm -hmm. realized that too. 
but he had professed his feelings to me. So it was like fireworks went off because I was like, wait, what? You are right. me this whole time? You lie. <laughs> I know. Uh, so we kind of tried, but I was scared because I really, I knew I truly did have feelings for him and wasn't sure if he did or not. You know, it just kind of like, again, it was my hot mess made phase in my life. Mm-hmm. And so we kind of went our separate ways. I moved away to New York to continue school. Um, he moved away to Houston and ended up marrying someone that I always told him didn't deserve him. And so we both thought that about each other. Right. And um, yeah, I, I dated for a while in between, figured out what I wanted, what I didn't want. But in the back of my mind, I always wanted someone to be like him. Like he was like my 10. And so I would mm-hmm. always compare little things to him. And then years later, just on a whim, I messaged him and he normally would never message me back, especially if he was in something. And so he messaged me back and I felt like I like, I would like almost went into shock while I was in the gym because I had heard from him for eight years and he messaged me back. So I knew that was a sign like why he wouldn't have messaged me back if he was still in something. And so we just started connecting. I could not put my phone down. I felt like I had just seen a ghost like, I feel like he resurrected for real. And we just couldn't quit talking to each other. Come to find out his stuff had not worked. And then we came back together and then we've been inseparable. And I know that's like a really, really condensed version of it. But yeah, we got married um, in March. And it's this kind of... Of oh, this year? Yeah. Oh, wow. We got married in Kauai. Oh, how nice. Yeah. I saw your pictures. Beautiful. Thank you. It was amazing. Oh. It was, I would highly suggest, even if you ever want to do a bow pool, fly mm-hmm. there, do your thing. It was just incredible. Oh, so <clears throat> I'm sorry. This, I don't know where this tickle came from, but it was so random. <laughs> um, so when, would you say he was part of your turnaround of helping you find out what you want and what you didn't want? Would you say he was a part of that? I feel like I had already definitely healed. Like by the time we came back together, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I felt like the day that where we actually came back together and we FaceTimed, because at the time he was in Orlando for a leadership event and we FaceTimed. I remember going from back in 2006, where I was really insecure, low self-esteem, doubted everything I said to the day I showed up and we got to connect for the first time. I was so excited. I started crying, but I I felt full. I felt whole. I felt ready. And I felt that for a little while, but some of the people, you know, they were chameleons. So their true colors faded away. But I... It was definitely very much a freeing feeling because I was able to be myself and he saw that. He even commented, he's like, man, you were like a different, like you're Meg, but you're different. Like it's, you're so much. The new improved. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) So I, I truly like all of it. I really feel it was so much miracle. Like the fact that we went that long and then came back together I can't, I can't describe it any other way than it's a God's miracle. He does it all the time. 
That's so sweet. I, I, I love love stories like that. <laughs> it's funny when he says, he makes it funny. I just say it. <laughs> I want you to tell us about your program. How did you get started in doing that? So, so I have two programs, maybe this mm -hmm. is what you're talking about, and both yes. of them deal with um, the rela like relationships. So one of them is repairing the relationship that you have with yourself. And mm -hmm. then the other one, Derek and I both teach together called the Relationship Revolution. And it all stemmed from the things that I struggled with and the things that I felt like I saw a lot of other women struggle with. So again, a lot of times your mess becomes your message. Mm -hmm. Becomes your testimony, right? And so it's <clears throat> to the roots of what those really are. It's not about the looks. It's not about what you do. It's not about the person, like the people that you date. It all comes back to you and uncovering um, the lies that you've told yourself, the thoughts that you've told, you thought that aren't true, the story time that goes in your mind, and really um, breaking free from those. Mm -hmm. And then, as far as the one where Derek and I teach together, is just basically getting really clear either if you're single or if you're in a relationship just getting you back together because not everybody's met for therapy um i'm pro whatever's going to work for you but a mm -hmm. lot of people with couples one person doesn't want to go <laughs> so this is a way that's that true you, that you can like do it from your home um there's a workbook that follows it it's video based you can do it separately and then come together or you can do it together like date night there's some in with it. <laughs> you also have a free kit, the Body Battle Breakthrough Kit. Please break that down. <laughs> yeah. So inside of that, I actually just <clears throat> on this uh, recently. So there's three steps that I kind of dive into with that, and I break it down into the battle, the breakup, and the becoming. And so, in a nutshell, the battle is more about like where are you maybe within your body or anything else that you're struggling with, where are you at war with yourself? And literally looking at it, not trying to put it under the rug, not trying to put it over in the closet and deal with it later. Like, where are you really struggling? And if you're mm -hmm. already having trouble <clears throat> figure out what that is, think about a day that has just not gone right. What are the things that you're telling yourself over and over and over again? What are you telling yourself when you're in the mirror? What are you telling yourself before you get on an interview with me? What are those things that are going in your head that then are starting to dictate your next move so mm -hmm. just basically it's an acceptance of where you're at right there and realizing you're not going to be stuck there just that's what you're thinking now mm -hmm. we move over into the breakup phase and so the breakup phase is essentially realizing that you are the bully that is bullying yourself a lot of times we want to put blame on everybody else right and maybe they said it <clears throat> years ago but this mm -hmm. is the way, and you have it playing in your head over and over and over again. And so it's basically shutting that bully up, calling it out, like we said before, and realizing it's not real. Um, then we start to move through, because there's a there's a quote that I love. Um, someone named Amy Lotta said, the goal is not to quit having negative thoughts. The goal is to quit believing them. Wow. And I was like, oh, that is so good. Because, That's facts. Yeah. yeah. When you start, you're starting to heal, like you said earlier, the things don't go away in my life just because I teach stuff. They still come up, but you have a choice. So having shame about something in your life is a choice. That's so right. we have to constantly choose to keep not thinking those same thoughts if we want a different result. Um, 
So we have to break up with those things. And it's like a daily thing. It could be an hourly thing, you know, with whatever's going on in your life and just choosing, like remembering you have a choice. And then the final piece of the three-part thing is the becoming. So again, I'm just trying to use a bigger example, not just with the body stuff, because it can apply okay. to but we focus so much on what we aren't and in scarcity mindset and what we lack and all the things we don't like. And truly this is like shifting gears into what we do already have, what we do want to become and focusing our energy there. And what's funny, I always say funny, it's not funny, but (laughs) we spend so much time on those things and we get exhausted that then we don't have any time left over to work on what we really want. So whether it's a relationship, being more present with your kids, eating healthier, working on your body, going to the gym, whatever it is, we don't spend time there because we're so busy beating ourselves up. So we literally Mm -hmm. have to, as we break up with that inner bully, we have to focus on what we do want. And one of the biggest ways to figure out what you do want is from all of the failures, all the things that happened in your past that showed you what you don't want. I mean, that's the biggest area of clarity is just figuring out what you don't want from all those things. Especially in the dating world. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. My husband says it all the time. Once you figure out what you don't want, then you know what you want. Yes. That he says that all the time, especially to to our our children. He says that all the time. And it's true. And it's very true. But a lot of times we want to beat ourselves up for having, you know, made the mistake or the failure or the mess up or whatever. I'm like, no, that's wisdom right there. Use that. You got a lesson. You got a lesson. Yeah. For valuable free. lesson. For free. <laughs> For free. Well, it can, it kind of came with a cost. It, could it cost. came with a little cost, but some 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 tears were shed. And, yeah. But but those tears was was a good purging for you to to know get that out of your system and now don't do that again. So yeah, yeah you're you're so right. Um one one thing you have on the on your website I saw was the ultimate body battle breakthrough. Is that part of the same program? Yeah, it's kind of so the body battle breakthrough kit is like a freebie. So you guys could go mm-hmm. on and like basically put your name in and then it'll send it to you through email. Um, with bulletproof you is the course. So it's more about really, like I said, repairing the relationship that you have with your self-worth and mm-hmm. then Coming comfortable with who you are so a lot of times in that we do dive in more to just the body struggles the self-doubt the worth learning boundaries boundaries is big i love mm-hmm. boundaries <laughs> now you're talking about boundaries as far as relationships or are you talking about boundaries with the anything, physical body anything. just period yeah anything so something that i and i never even realized that i was teaching boundaries until some of my clients are like Oh yeah, I learned boundaries from you. And I was like, okay. And then now I like <laughs> now I like really love teaching them though. But mm-hmm. I talk more from like the body perspective, for example. So let's say um you've lost weight or you're working on losing weight and mm-hmm. other people want to have their opinions about that. You have to put a boundary down to not allow that to impact your goals or what you think of your body or what you're choosing to eat and what they're not choosing, you know, just different things like that. Okay. I see what you're saying. Yeah. But I mean it. And and now with teaching like more like driven women, like with one-on-one coaching, we work on boundaries (laughs) because if you want to reach a certain level and you also want to make sure you have 
a strong home life with your husband, your kids, whatever that looks like, or if you're wanting those things, you mm -hmm. can answer every single thing as soon as someone messages you. You can't let just anybody come to your house any time of the day. You can't um, let someone just have free range on your messaging back and forth. You can put boundaries and make sure that you're being respected and that yeah. you're not letting someone walk all over you. Very true. <laughs> So I didn't think about that as far as boundaries, as far as like what you eat yeah. and all that. I didn't think of it that way because there's a lot of people, you know, you run across people that are that are vegan, that are not vegan, that battle each other mm -hmm. on the whole, you know, why won't you eat this and well, why do you eat that and how to just set that boundary of like, leave me alone. This is, I don't well, eat that. Let me eat. Like, like yeah. Like Derek, yeah. he, doesn't, he doesn't eat sweets. He's never he's never been a sweet person, and people don't really ask him about it anymore because he just mm. you no, know, he just doesn't eat, he doesn't like them. Yeah, but, look, I'm about to be like, why not? <laughs> why don't you eat this? Come on, eat it. Or, or I mean, the same thing if you think about it too. Um, so for someone that let's say there's an alcoholic and they're recovering and they're at a party, right? They say, hey, like you know, I just want a club soda. They're like. Wow. You're not getting a gin. You're not getting the vodka with that. No. I'm yeah. Good. You know, and just being strong and knowing, you know, that is something that works for you, but it doesn't necessarily mean it's going to work for everybody else. Now, another program you have that I'm really curious about is the Intimacy Accelerator. I know. So we had to put a name on it that's going to be like hmm. user friendly. Yeah. <laughs> but, but it's not. It's not probably what people think it is. But mm -hmm. um, so for the men and the women here, I will keep this definitely PG because this is a very PG course. Yes. Like, it's not anything crazy. It's not sexual, but just mm -hmm. to give feedback for women, the largest sex organ is the brain. So when this is intact, everything else is going to be better, but that's not what that's about. But anyway, right. but something that, that we've done since we started dating, um, is inside of that. So basically it's something that we do every single week on Monday mornings on the way to the gym. And we call it radical reflection. Again, we teach you how to do that inside the intimacy accelerator, but basically you go through and you do three things that you loved about the week that you did with each other or what the other person did for you or vice versa. You state those and then the other area is we call the TLC. So there's one area that you might need a little tender, loving Karen. And we say that. Oh. So you have um, okay. Basically, you're not being shamed for sharing something, but it's like a safe space to say, hey, like, I know we didn't really get to talk about this, but this made me mad, you know, or go like you're in a different space to be able to talk about it. Or right. you know, I didn't show up. Mm -hmm. I should have done better with this or whatever whatever it is or i i wish we wouldn't have thought about that it could be literally anything but basically you take turns so each time each week the other person alternates and they'll go first the next time and then you go first but what's really neat about it and some people might be like well that's really simple the simple things are the things that work the simple mm -hmm. things you know, consistently are the things that work and so what it does is it it reminds the person that just got commended for doing xyz to want to do that more you're getting feedback on a weekly basis you're also having time that is for communication so you're not holding on to things because that's what we see a lot with people they hold on to these things that 
impacted them years ago and they're still holding on. And so that time where they didn't take the trash out, they're lashing out because of the thing from two years ago. Right. And that's not right. it's just the trash. <laughs> so it, it basically just allows you to be connected. I love it. It's something we always do. It's something we look forward to. It doesn't have to take very long, but it mm-hmm. keeps you connected and it also allows you to reflect on the week. Like if you can't think of three things then you need to hang out with each other more, you need to be doing, you need to step your game up and do more for, you know, one another or carve out a time, go on a date, do something. It doesn't have to be right. Yeah. Even if it's not date night in your house. I mean, yeah. You know, like, Hey babe, you want to, you know, watch a movie and just me and you blah, 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 blah. Pop some jiffy pop pop popcorn if they still have jiffy pop 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 popcorn. Yeah. And just so, <laughs> well, it can be literally like for it kind of goes into I don't know if you do love languages or if you've ever done the love languages with your husband or not, but we're big. Like, I have not. I, my, oh. my, my 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 kids done it and they told me, but I don't remember. They told me what mine was and they told my husband what his was, but I don't remember. You guys, that was about a year ago. You guys got to go in and do it. It's just kind of fun because even even. Mm-hmm. Doing, you guys you could see what your kids are mm-hmm. you'll see like like oh yeah they do like when i do this more oh i think mm-hmm. this a lot more and okay so example i'll say one of mine just to give an example of like a love language of mine is words of affirmation and another one is quality time like i love quality time they're cool but they don't make me feel love they just I'm like oh, okay that's that's a bonus but so right. something that i will probably state this next monday a part of our um, radical reflection was I know had an event the other day and in the morning before he went to work and before I started my day, because it was going to be in the evening. Um, he just brought me into the, the kitchen. He held my hands. He's like, let's pray before like you have your event later in the day. And it was such a powerful prayer. Like, I had tears rolling down my eyes. speaking in tongues. It was like, so like I could, like, I was shaking. It was so mm-hmm. And I, I was just like, man, like those are the things you remember. It doesn't matter. Right. I don't know. Everybody's- sometimes the sometimes it's not the big grand things. It's the no. little bitty things. Yeah. And that was an intimate moment for you too. Yeah. I mean, you can't get no more intimate than you and him and God. I mean, my God. Yep. Yeah. So it's wow. like when you then then like you start thinking and you start looking for those things to be able to share, you know, on Monday. And then sometimes you're like, wait, what happened this week? <laughs> what do we even do this week? <laughs> we write everything on a calendar mm-hmm. to you know, everything that we got to do. And or, or that way we can keep up with each other's schedule. Yep. And it's just like sometimes the calendar start off with just just the dates on there because it's on the easel. Yeah. And and next thing you know, three days into the month, it's like, what in the world? <laughs> I don't even know what we're doing today. It's like, well, I had no idea you had all this done, got to do, and you got to do, I got to do all this. And it's like, okay, we'll pass each other. No. <laughs> yeah. how, long, how long have you been married? Uh, we've been married three, I was going to say three months. Lord, forgive me. Three years. Um, yeah. We met online. Awesome. I know. It's my honey. I need people to hear that because one of the one of the girls that was at the event was like, I just can't meet anyone. I don't want to do the online thing because they've been crazy. So if you're listening. Yes. And I'm not going to lie. There was a lot of crazy ones on there. And the funny thing about our story is that he said something and it wasn't real creepy, but it was creepy enough to where I was like, 
And I tried to hit the block button and it wouldn't work. What'd he say? Oh, he's, <laughs> he's gonna kill me. <laughs> he just, he said that. <laughs> oh, it was embarrassing. It's so he, said, he said that my profile picture looks like I smell good. And I was like, <laughs> what? <laughs> So guys, don't say that, but if you do, there's still hope for you. <laughs> and the button would not work and he cleaned it up like in the next paragraph, you know, and you know, while I was trying to push the button. <laughs> that is so funny. So I was like, okay. I said, God I was like, what are you doing? I'm sending you that man you always wanted. You sitting there. <laughs> That is so funny. Yeah, I love stuff like that. So <laughs> when I met, so when we finally met, I told him, you know, you know, I tried to block you. <laughs> it's like cheap thing. Yeah. So, so no, but it was from the day we met face to face. It's just been, I hate to say fairy tale, but it's, it's, it's been a fairy tale. I mean, he asked my kids for permission to ask me to marry him and Aww. I know. No, but that, but okay. So that's the kind of stuff people need to hear though. Like you need to mm -hmm. tell people don't know your story. You need to tell it too, because there's so many people that want to keep thinking that no one's good out there. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. I have some crazy looking person outside. <laughs> going crazy. Um, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Um, is that is that your doll? Yeah, she's in the back, and I put her out there just so that she wouldn't. This wouldn't happen, but people yeah. wouldn't know about, and that's what they do. But yeah. anyway, I think that people do need to hear when people are happy because everybody wants to just talk about all the things that go wrong in relationships and mm -hmm. talk about all the negative. And then sometimes when you do have something good, it's almost like you don't want to necessarily share it because other people maybe you're you don't want to you don't want other people to. You don't feel like you're gloating almost. Yeah. 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 One thing that my husband told me when we were dating, he told he was the first one to say, I love you. Look, I'm telling you all his business. He's the first one to say, I, I love you. And I thought it was kind of soon. And then he explained it to me in the biblical sense of how what love was all about. And I was like, Oh, well, when you put it that way, oh, okay, I love you too. And then, and then as we kept dating, he said, you know what? I like you. I'm like, what? Like I thought you did. I was like, I thought you already did. He was like, no, there's a difference between loving someone and liking someone. Mm -hmm. I was like, you got a point. So did he help with your journey? Like you asked me that, but did he help you? I will say he helped put the stamp on my journey. Yeah. Before I met him. And I mean, literally probably a month before I met him, I had a ball out conversation with the Lord and was like, I'm sick and I'm tired and I'm done. You're going to have to fix all this like right now. Yeah. And I'm just going to start enjoying my life, regardless of what everybody say on this side and this side in front of me and behind me. And, but as far as a man go, you're going to have to send the right one. Cause I'm, mm -hmm. I'm done. And then I'm like, I'm going to step outside my box and we'll get on this online service. 
I said, you got one billing cycle. <laughs> I said, because I'm not going to be on there long. <laughs> and I'm out of here. I'll put, put a date on it. I said, because I'm out of here. I'm not spending good money on these, on these crazy people because they're nuts. And so we met on on that site i say week three right before the week right before the cutoff and i tried to block them <laughs> no i love it though because i again i think that that's another showing like when you really do ask and it doesn't always come like immediately like that because you probably had to go through the phases before but it mm -hmm. can be in an instant like it literally right. happened like that yeah yeah so we both were at a state in our lives where we both was ready for the same thing that that's why it worked out the way it did that's why his family accepted me my family accepted him my church family loved him so much that i was like they almost forgot who i was <laughs> so it was it was great it, it's still it's still great so but um back to you I told you this show would go any kind of way. Who knows what'll happen? I was gonna ask you, uh, why do you think what are the three things that cause people to self-sabotage themselves? Um, I think it is like not living in your truth. It is trying to fill a void. So if you don't have God in your life. And I I honestly out of all of them, I think of the shame a lot of times like that feeling of shame is something that people don't want to experience so they try to escape it or numb it or fight it or resist it and so something for me for example that I'm paying attention to in my life because I said like things kind of move and you can tame it or you can find it is um realizing when I do see something and I do try to resist it I'll try to go do something else to avoid feeling it instead of just sitting with it. Like, you're not gonna die if you just feel a little bit of something that doesn't feel like rainbows. Like, just sit with it for a second. You're not gonna be exhausted from trying to fight it. How can people contact you? Yeah, so you can go, like guys, right now, since I am newly married, all of my stuff is branded to my last name. So, um, on Facebook, you can go to Megan Church, or Megan Church Smithson. You can go to makechurch.com. Um, on Instagram, it's Make Church LLC. Basically, my places where you can come connect. All right. I know I asked you what's next for you, and you said nothing, but I doubt it. I know um, you got some stuff in the works. Yeah. Well, I thought you meant just like live events and with everything. Mm -hmm. that I don't really know about all that yet. But yeah, I'm just no. right I'm focusing on just coaching driven. Mm -hmm. um, women to help them get out of their own way and then really just working on building up uh the courses getting people in and having that change them mm -hmm. i think that's it right now. <laughs> okay and you said you're on facebook instagram and sometimes twitter not that much though i haven't really been on twitter in years <laughs> yeah yeah so don't go on twitter <laughs> it may take a while okay and last question if you could have any song be your theme song when you walked into a room, what would it be and why? I remember you asked, I think you asked the one that I was like, which I say? I, all I can picture right now is like what Derek sings to me sometimes. He's like, she's a bad mama jamma. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of 
what I kind of think. But honestly, no, I know what probably would be like because I just love it is the OJ's um, love train. I have a okay. tattoo of a love train on my foot because that was what took my brother's life. And mm. so in my head, when I hear it, it just makes me happy. And that's what I want people to feel the love and just to spread it and stuff. So maybe a mix of both of those. Maybe it'll be a remix. Well, you can have two. Okay. I mean, one could be an intro. One could be like when you're leaving, you yeah. know. So whichever yeah. one, I don't know which one. We'll do a mix of both. We'll just... Yeah. Yeah. You can remix it. Yeah. Find the right DJ. They can mix it up for yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah, Bye, guys. Thank you, Meg, for being on the show. Thank you for reminding us that we serve a God of second chances. Did you know Worldly Church Girl's gone live? That's right. Worldly Church Girl has gone live. As a matter of fact, this very episode was recorded live. You can catch it on Facebook, YouTube, LinkedIn, or Twitch. Trust me, you want to see the live version because there is things in there that's not on this that you don't want to miss. If you'd like to learn more about yours truly, go to www.royalychurchgirl.com. And if you'd like to be on my show, go to that same website, shoot me an email, and let's see what we can do with that thing. And have you subscribed? What are you waiting for? There are so many new episodes coming and you don't want to miss it. And as always, thanks for joining your one and only Worldly Church Girl.